Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and this is our new moon forecast looking at the upcoming new moon on February 11th, 2021, around 1.46 p.m. First of all, please keep in mind I'm a Vedic sidereal astrologer. If you would like to calculate your birth chart, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings, and then chart to calculate your birth chart and see what signs may change from the tropical system to the sidereal system, keeping in mind that Vedic astrology is the astronomically precise placements of the planets here and now and at the moment of your birth if you're looking at your birth chart. And so according to the Vedic sidereal system, this new moon is going to take place in the sign of Capricorn, even more specifically in the nakshatra of Danishta. Okay. And we're going to spend a lot of time talking about what Capricorn represents, what this new moon could mean for the world, and what it can mean for us on a personal level. Before we get into that, I want to remind you that Mercury is currently retrograding. So this is not the best time to begin any new projects, to sign any contracts, to make any big changes in regards to technology. And I'm saying that because with the new moon, typically, it's a time of setting intentions. The full moon, when the moon is full, and it's it's receiving as much light as it can from the sun, that's the opportunity to let things go and release things from your life. Because as the moon continues to move through the sky, the light will be stripped from the moon and so will the energy of what we're trying to release, right? The cosmos are in support of releasing and letting go and stripping away. When the moon is new, There is no light being reflected from the sun. And so this is a time to plant seeds of intention. As the moon continues to move throughout the sky, light will be added to the moon. It's almost as if the sun is watering your intention as the moon kind of traverses through the sky. Okay, so the new moon is always a time to set intentions. But with Mercury retrograding... It's not the best time to begin any new projects, to make any big changes with your technology because Mercury rules technology. It's just not the best time to begin anything new or sign any contracts or solidify anything, okay? But what it is a good time for is reviewing our intentions and reviewing how we are moving throughout our life. And again, I'm going to discuss what would be an auspicious thing to review for us and things to take into consideration. Before we get into that, I want to offer if Mercury retrograde is totally kicking your butt, a mantra for Mercury retrograde and for Mercury in general is Om Buddhaya Namaha. And so if you are experiencing the ill impact of Mercury retrograde, Using that mantra, Om Buddhaya Namaha, 108 times, that's the amount of beats on a mala, 
it could also be sitting for five minutes and silently chanting this to yourself. It can do a lot to help steer away the negative influences of mercury. If you have an afflicted mercury in your birth chart, you can also use this mantra on a regular basis. Wednesday is the day of mercury. So if you wanted to choose to do this once a week, doing it on mercury is going to be even more auspicious. So getting into this new moon, when I'm looking at the chart, there are seven planets in the sign of Capricorn. This is a lot of Capricorn energy. On the day of the new moon on February 11th, we will have the moon, sun, Mercury, Venus, Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto in the sign of Capricorn. That's a lot of planets. And what's even more interesting about this new moon is it's occurring in the 29th degree of Capricorn. So there's 30 degrees in a sign. Each sign has 30 degrees. It's at the very final degree point. This is said to indicate great change and transition. And it's a new moon. It's a time to set something new setting a new intention okay capricorn is also a cardinal sign which means it's all about change and transition and moving forward so there's a lot right now globally where change is occurring things are in flux and people are also wanting change people are getting tired of the way things have been going and so we're going to continue to really see this in the next couple of months Capricorn itself on a global level represents structures, authority, status. Capricorn is an earth sign, so it has to do with money, currency, the economy. On a more personal level, Capricorn is what we're choosing to commit to. It's our responsibilities, what we show up for, our discipline, our ability to be pragmatic, right? Thinking about the long-term effect. Capricorn is a very serious sign. It really asks us to be serious, to take things with weight and to commit to things. So with Mercury retrograde in the sign of Capricorn, which does represent these structures, and with the new moon, it's a time to review structures, rules, and regulations. And so we will be seeing this on a more global scale. We may see more rules set into place, more laws set into place. There may be something with the coronavirus where more news comes out about it or they have to revise their implementations. There may be something about the vaccine that comes out, like maybe people need to get boosters. You know, there's, there's just going to be something that has to be revised in regards to this. And I do think that there's going to be revisions made on rules and regulations, particularly, I would assume, in regards to the coronavirus. On a personal level, it's a time to review our own structures in our life how we live our lives on a day-to-day -day basis. And I actually posted a quote about this on Instagram. I'm going to pull it up really quick. It says, you don't choose your future, you choose your habits, and they determine your future. And that's by John Maxwell. You don't choose your future, you choose your habits, and they determine your future. 
This is all about our daily structures. What is it that we're doing consistently every day to create the life we want and to work towards our intention? And so this is a time to revise, review, reflect, reassess our day-to-day lives, our daily habits, and if our actions, our words, our thoughts are in alignment with our ultimate intention, with our ultimate goal. Because that's what Capricorn is, right? It's our structure. It's what we do consistently. It's what we choose to commit to. And with Mercury retrograding as well, it's giving us an opportune time to review these things, reassess again, reflect, reevaluate recommit. If there are structures in your life, if there are habits in your life that are working for you, and you feel are totally in alignment with your intention, then it's time to recommit to those things. The other thing I want to mention is that the new moon is in Capricorn, but it's also in the nakshatra of Danishta. And Danishta is represented by a hollow instrument. It could be a flute, it could be a drum. It's what keeps us in beat, in rhythm. There's a connection to Danishta about rhythm and timing. And when we think about our daily habits and our daily structures and our routines, it's a rhythm that we move through. Amplifying this opportune time to review the rhythms of our life and getting into alignment. And I want to spend some time talking about alignment because... In my opinion, being in alignment and working within a quote unquote like higher frequency, a higher vibration to move towards higher vibration. And first of all, I just want to say that this is new for me. (laughs) I am pretty practical. I mean, obviously, I'm an astrologer. I've got tarot cards. I've got crystals. I sage my house. I chant all the time. Like I'm not... um, you know, not woo woo. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a quote unquote spiritual person. But this idea of like raising your vibration and frequency, I used to hear this and I would be like, what are you talking about? Like, can we just like look at this from a more practical way? Can we look at this from a, a more social way or a psychological way? You know, like, are you talking about like uncovering deeper wounds and then feeling more in alignment with who you are now rather than from the past? Like I was wanting to frame it in a more psychological, tangible way. And then I had an experience where I felt that shift of frequency. And I know that if you haven't experienced that yet, you're like, okay, like, you're losing me. But it's definitely something that is there. And when you become more attuned to it and aware of it, it becomes much more easy to feel in flow with that, to feel more in touch with what helps you vibrate at a higher frequency? Like what helps you feel more in alignment? Because that's really what I'm talking about. It's really just living your life in such a way where your thoughts, your words, your actions, and your environment are working together to harmonize and to create this sense of alignment. And I want to talk about environment as well, because first of all, if we have an intention 
and there's something that we really want and there's a goal in our life that we want to reach but our thoughts are not working in support of that it's going to throw us off if our actions are not working in support of that if we really want to wake up in the morning and exercise and drink water and begin our day on a, on a good foot, but instead we stay up until 3 a.m. drinking, that action is not in alignment with your intention. It's going to throw you off. You're not going to feel good about it. If your words are not in alignment, if you're, if you're thinking to yourself, I really want to embody love, I want to embody peace, and then you choose to engage in conversation where you're slandering someone or you're gossiping and you're not being loving towards people, you're throwing yourself off. You're not aligning yourself with your intention. So these are the things that we really have a ton of control over is how we're utilizing our thoughts, our actions, and our words to align ourselves with what we want. Because if we're not doing that, we're not going to get what we want. It's not just going to flow to us. We have to dedicate ourselves to that work and that effort but then there's also environmental factors and sometimes the environment is a little bit more challenging to control and I think that it takes a lot more practice and willpower because first of all we have our senses right and depending on what we're eating drinking listening to watching it's going to bring us more or less in balance it's going to either bring us more or less in alignment And there are things like jobs or relationships where it's really tricky sometimes. We might be in a relationship where we know it's not good for us and we know it's totally throwing us off center, but it's so hard to leave. And this is so deep because it has to do with self-worth. It has to do with abandonment. It has to do with if we think we'll ever find love again, you know, like there are so many different layers to that. It's so difficult to just be like, you know what, this relationship isn't in alignment. I'm out. If you're able to do that, I mean, kudos to you, right? Takes a lot of self belief in the self and standing by yourself to be able to do something like that. Um, And I support everyone to do it. If you're in a relationship and you know it's not good for you, you've got to be on your own side, right? But then also with your job, some people have a job where it pays super well and it's practical to have this job and it supports your family. And then, you know, it doesn't feel in alignment for you. It doesn't necessarily feel good. So these are the factors that are a little bit more challenging. But I just want to note them because if you're kind of, learning how to feel into what brings you more or less in alignment sometimes it's helpful to just have these things pointed out because it's certainly I mean this is huge your environmental factors is going to be so paramount in feeling more or less in alignment with yourself and with your ultimate goals with your ultimate intentions you want to be around people that make you feel supported help you feel supported I should say Um, who believe in you and who believe in your cause and want to see you grow, want to see you succeed. You want to have a job that makes you feel valued and your work is important and making a difference in the way that you want to contribute to the world. So anyway, I'm kind of getting off on a tangent. And sometimes it is impossible to get all of these things in alignment right away but the more that we practice the more easily it will come to us and 
when we get a taste of what it's like to be in that space of alignment, to be in tune with your dharma, which is like your frequency, what you are meant to do on this planet, when you get a taste of what that feels like, it becomes increasingly easier to make these choices to get back into alignment because you get a taste of it. Everything starts opening up, you know, and not in my opinion, nothing feels better than that. And so then suddenly it's easy to be like, you know what, I'm not going to drink until three, I'm going to bed at 10 because I want to feel that way. Or you know what, I'm getting out of this relationship. This is not what I signed up for. This person is not in alignment with my ultimate intention. I'm out. I don't want to feel this way anymore. I want to go back to that feeling of being in tune. So now is the time to, again, look at your life. Look at what you're surrounding yourself with. Look at your habits, the conversations you engage in. How is the structure of your day, the rhythm of your everyday contributing to what you want overall and know that you have so much power and control over this and I know that sometimes it can feel like you don't but you really really do and with practice and with commitment to yourself commitment to your intention you are unstoppable it just takes that commitment and that willpower and that belief in yourself that you deserve that. You deserve that intention. You deserve to get what you want. And it's possible for you to get what you want. So again, don't make anything new. Don't start any new projects. Don't um, start anything creative. But instead, take a chance to... And don't, I guess, like don't start any new habits, really. Try to just review what you've got. Try to review what you've got and get rid of what you don't need. Because Mercury retrograde is also about getting rid of things and kind of cleaning out. And Saturn in Capricorn is like cleaning out. It's like destructing the structures that we don't need anymore so that we can start rebuilding something so much better. So notice what in your life can you toss out so that you can start rebuilding in such a way that's completely in alignment with this intention. Um... So harnessing that energy of Capricorn, harnessing that beautiful energy of Danishta. Danishta is also associated to wealth. It's known as the richest one. So if there are any habits in your life, particularly around wealth, like maybe not the best spending habits or not the best ideology around money, it's a good time to look at that and reevaluate it. So I think that I talked on all the things I wanted to talk about. I'm looking over my notes and uh, <laughs> I think that that's it. Again, I kind of got on a tangent there, but I'm really, really passionate about this. And I really love to support people and encourage them to look at their daily life because it's not the grand scheme. It's the little things every day that make the most massive difference. And if we can make those changes and get rid of what is holding us back, so many doors can open up. Um, one other thing I want to say is like, it doesn't necessarily have to be getting rid of entirely. It could be that you have a job that feels out of alignment 
and this daily routine is like not the best for you. It could be that your relationship is not fully in alignment, but it doesn't mean you have to quit. It doesn't mean you have to leave the relationship. It could be reevaluating. Maybe it's time for a raise. Don't ask for a raise yet. Do it after Mercury goes direct on the 21st. 20th, 21st, depending on where you are. Um, Maybe it's time to ask for a raise. Maybe it's time to change a position at work. Maybe it's time for therapy with your loved one. Maybe it's time to really vocalize your needs. It's making adjustments to feel more in alignment. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to throw everything out and get rid of everything and make yourself an island. That's just not feasible. But it's working with things that need to change and needing to change isn't a bad thing things in life are constantly in flux and constantly in change and when we're moving and navigating throughout our day-to-day life we're going to come into contact with people being a human in and of itself is difficult when we come into contact with other people and we're trying to be in intimate relationships with them or we're trying to work with them it's hard it takes work it takes practice and it takes readjusting sometimes And so this period can just be a readjustment period, a reevaluation period. It doesn't necessarily mean you need to get rid of it, which I'll also say before we hop off is there are many planets in the nakshatra of Shravana. And Shravana nakshatra is represented by an ear. So it has to do with listening, being empathetic. So now is a wonderful time to really... First of all, hear the subtleties of your own subconscious, sitting silently in meditation and letting your true desires and wants and intentions to surface, paying attention to the subtle bodies. But it's also a time to really hear the people around you without judgment, really trying to see them for who they are without our own projections of who we want them to be, really hearing them. I was having a beautiful conversation with my friend the other day. We were talking about seeing the divine in each other. And, you know, you're studying astrology, you're hearing an astrology podcast, so I know that you enjoy astrology. When you meet someone, that person has their own chart, their own planets expressing themselves through this person. So let's just say you meet someone who has Venus, Mercury, and Sun in Libra. This person is the embodiment of the sun, Venus, and Mercury in Libra. These planets are shining through Libra through this person. You are witnessing a divine force. And to take it even a step further, let's say we use the example of uh, Ravity. Let's say you meet someone and their moon is in Ravity. Ravity is governed by the deity Pushan. And so this deity is shining through this person. They are an embodiment of Pushan's energy. That is divinity, if I can say so myself. And so perhaps utilizing the subtle energy of Shravana to hear and to see the divinity of everyone around you and knowing that they're an embodiment of the stars and of planetary energy and of these sacred gods and goddesses. Sometimes it's, you know, it's not the easiest to see. I'm not saying that we should just stay in this constant state of bliss and let people treat us however we want, however they want to treat us. But it's still staying connected to the truth that each person is an embodiment of the divine.
So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that you learned something new. If you would like to schedule a reading with me, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can schedule yourself at innerknowing.yoga. Please follow Astrology Now's Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast, and I would love to see you on Patreon. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much. Thank you.